Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Joey Wright and Dave Dutton back in with you. Two minutes until the second half kickoff. Central leads Urbana 29-6. Urbana will return the second half kickoff. Dave, we can't see your old classroom from here, right? You were around the corner on the other side of the building there, or am I wrong on that? You're right. Yeah. My, my, <laughs> my room was on the top floor in the uh, what northwest corner of the building, not far from the infamous fourth floor where it was haunted or whatever it was that everybody seems to think. There, I don't often uh, draw attention to the old uh, Joey Wright show I used to do on Urbana Public Television. Our producer, Jason Liggett, by the way, doing a great job in the studio tonight, knows all about that. But one of my favorite episodes is a project I did back in high school. Uh, Don Owen, then superintendent of the Urbana School District, took me up to the fourth floor for a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look. So that's floating around on YouTube somewhere if you want to check that out. Uh, as a kind of ho Halloween coming up. That's uh, a good timing, I guess. But, Dave, back to the task at hand here. 29-6, minute left until the second half. Urbana's got a kick to return. They've got a job to do. That's score. Central's got a job to do. That's stop them. And I think we're going to, you know, you never want to call it uh, over before it's over, but this next drive is going to show us a lot about what to expect. I, I think the next drive's key to, to set the tone for this, this half. I think Zach was absolutely right in that the offensive – the run game for Central gives them a, a, more threats and more options. Uh, Urbana right now is a little one-dimensional. They need to. There's some other parts I'd like to see. I'd, I'd like to see Surreal get the ball if they could out in space a little more. I think some good things could happen there, but I'm sure Central has something to do with that not happening as well. And um, like I said, there, there's just a lot of positives for Central as far as controlling the line of scrimmage, which is what the coach wanted. You know, Coach Turner said he wanted to do. And, and um, them stepping up and getting getting themselves in the, in a position to get that run going to make their playoff run. They're, they're, they're a team that has definitely has some determination in their mind. Back when I was roaming those hallways, the school behind us, that was during Champaign Central's run of success here in the area, state semifinal team in 2015. A terrific squad under head coach Nate Albaugh, almost got a chance to play for a state title and that was also when urbana was a, a kickoff returning powerhouse they uh, only won four games while i was in high school but not a team you wanted to kick it deep to we'll see if these tigers have that same approach although they've not had a chance dave to return many kicks clifton williams central's kicker has been content to kick it on side and try to get the ball back do you think we see that here i'm going to assume that's the strategy that they're going to employ See what Williams dials up here. He'll kick it left to right as both special teams units come out onto the field. Great night for football at McKinley Field. The sun is set. The second half is upon us. 24 minutes of action left. Central's lead 29-6. We're about to find out how the rest of this game goes. Pop some popcorn, grab a cold beverage, and enjoy the second half on Light Rock 97.5. News Gazette Game of the Week presented by Pavlov Media and Prospect Bank. Clifton Williams addresses the ball at the 40-yard line. Left to right kickoff is an onside kick fielded by Urbana and going down immediately is Aiden Palmer. Well played. I 
Nice job by Palmer. So they've got great field position again to start. Let's see if Riggs comes out to lead this team. And he is. Jadon Riggs second to last to leave the bench. Trailing him is Tahaji Hamer. But Riggs out on the field to lead the troops. Urbana will start this drive at their own 47-yard line, 11 58 left here, two seconds gone by in the third quarter. Tigers three yards shy of midfield. Riggs out of the shotgun formation. Two wide receivers right. Two left. One in the slot is Sorrell Darrow. And running back to his right is Hamer. Here's a throw. Quick pass on a slant over the middle is caught by Hillsman, who caught a touchdown earlier. That catch takes him to the 49-yard line for a gain of four yards. Second down and six coming up. So far, so good. A short sample size, as we would say in stats class, but good looking for the Tigers. Nice use of the stats lingo there. Um, that was a sh It was a good ball, and, and that leg didn't seem to bother him because the leg that's bothering him is his plant leg, or the one he's going to push off on. Tigers break Connell. Young man playing catch on the Tigers' sideline. Almost lost a ball onto the field. Gets it back. Tigers on a screen pass is incomplete on a second down and six. Dangerous throw is almost intercepted. Nazir Johnson couldn't haul it in, the sophomore. And Central had some good pressure there. Brandon Snyder, chief among the group that almost uh, hauled that one in. I think Johnson was trying to run before the ball got there. A little early on his, on his move. Dave Zach Pyatt on my uh, right points out Central only brought three men uh, on the rush that time, brought four for most of the first half. Oh, pardon me, yeah, now three for Urbana. It's three on three. Three linemen for the Tigers, bringing a lot of receivers out wide. Riggs thrown forward on third down and six. It'll be fourth down. Riggs gained three there. So fourth down and three coming up one minute in to the third quarter, and the Tigers are going to go. Looks like they're going to go for it on fourth down. As I think they should, just across midfield here, you got to get some momentum on what will be fourth and four, trailing 29-6, 10.45 left in the third quarter, second half just underway. Tigers put five on the line again and spread four out wide, running back to the right of Riggs. Out of the gun, Riggs dropping back five steps. Steps up at the 45-yard line, has a man down the sideline, and is through the hands of his intended receiver, Sorrell Darrow Jr. couldn't haul it in, and a turnover on downs. The Maroons' defense holds. That leg didn't bother him on that throw at all. That was a beautiful ball. Well covered by Central as well. Darrow broke free, but it was too late. Uh, good job by the Central cornerback to keep him contained, and he cost him just a step or two that he would have needed to catch that ball comfortably. All right, now Urbana's defense is going to have to answer the call to keep them in this game. 10-28, just 92 seconds into the third quarter. And a flag in before the play. I think Urbana might have had 12 men on the field. <laughs> Too many men. There was somebody running off the field late. That'll back the Tigers up, or that'll advance the Maroons five yards. A first down and five. That takes them across midfield left to right. So now the ball on the 48-yard line for the Maroons as they start this drive. Rouse out of the gun. 
Play action, firing it over the middle to Ronald Baker. It is caught at the 35. Baker looking for the left sideline. Sheds a man, gets to the 25-20, knocked out of bounds in the red zone. And I would say the same thing there. Doesn't seem like George Rouse's legs bothering him at all on that throw. Stepped in and threw a really nice ball. Both quarterbacks got right at the halftime break, and now it's George Rouse leading the Maroons into the red zone of the 19-yard line. 10-17 left here in the third quarter. 29-6 is the Maroons' lead. Score here would be huge. Rouse out of the gun again, has two wide receivers right. Baker and Hasenstab. He has a running back next to him is Sam Nicolette, and the ball is loose on a drop snap, and the Tigers' defense swarms Rouse, but he falls on it and recovers. The fumble would have been a big turnover there. Instead, second and 13. Smart play just to get on the ball and not try to make something out of nothing. This is the edge of field goal range for Clifton Williams, and the Maroons need to get... 13 yards in uh, three plays, what you would assume is four-down territory if the Tigers' defense can hold. Might be field goal uh, possibility if the Maroons can gain a little bit. Here's a pitch well into the backfield, and Ronald Baker looking for the outside. Has it. Has a block to the 10. Baker to the 5. Knocked out of bounds. On the Urbana sideline, Ronald Baker the third. Looking good as he has all night. Maroons well into the red zone now, first and goal with nine and a half to play in the third quarter. And Rouse was under center on that play. That was just your basic USC student body right sweep. And the Maroons to the five-yard line. Ball on the right hash. 9-32. Maroons bring it in tight here. Here's Rouse handing it off. Baker has space up the middle. He's into the end zone untouched. As he cuts it back up the middle, a five-yard touchdown rush for Ronald Baker the third, And Champaign Central's lead is 35-6, 9-27 left in the third quarter. See what the Maroons do here on uh, the extra point try. They've shown this look before. Mark Johnson gets the snap. He's going to run it in. He's in. Touchdown, or two-point conversion is good, I should say. Flag in after the play. As it stands, uh, 37-6, Maroons lead. They go ahead by 31. But I think this one's coming back, Dave. Well, he said the point was good. And now the Maroons will jog off the field. So I'm thinking they may assess this on the kickoff. And on that kickoff, uh, especially if you... Well, I shouldn't say that. We'll see who it's against first. It's unsportsmanlike conduct on Champagne. Yeah, Tigers dancing off the field. They like that call. Now do you maybe kick it deep if you're central here? You're going to be backed up uh, on the kick probably at the 25-yard uh, line now instead of the 40. Well, I guess my question would be do they even kick it deep? Is that I don't know because they haven't done it yet tonight. So maybe this is just what their strategy is all the time. So I think we saw them kick it deep a little against Centennial last week. Of course, they didn't do much kicking against Centennial. The Chargers scoring a, a big win at Tommy Stewart Field one week ago. Thirty-seven-six, the score. Central leading Urbana nine twenty-seven left here in the third quarter. 
And if Urbana has anything left, they've got to show it. It's a four-score game, and the Tigers would need an extra point and three two-point conversions to knot this thing up. Time going to work against them. Well, and if, if they don't, then they could be in danger of the running clock. Central but needs again, uh, two points to get to that 40-point, or two touchdowns, I should say, if Urbana can uh, stay off the board to get to that 40-point mark. They've scored pretty easily so far tonight, especially here in the second and third quarter. Thirty-seven-six. Clifton Williams will kick it here. We'll see what he does from his own 25-yard line. Tigers not quite sure what to expect. It is a kick deep. It's going to bounce at the 45. Loose ball fielded by Darrow at the 45. He's wrapped up. Two Maroons bring him down. They throw him down at the at the uh, pardon me 41-yard line. So the Urbana offense will start. 9:22 left in the third quarter. They're at their own 42. It's 37-6. They trail. You got to figure uh, this is it. It's good to see Jadon Riggs is out there trying to rally the troops, taking charge, because they want something positive. They need some something positive to take out of this half. Champagne Central. A few more stops would wrap this one up and send the Wright Street Trophy back to Champagne Central High School. Where it's resided for the better part of the last decade. All kinds of movement on the line for Urbana and a false start before this drive starts. So now first down and 10. Tigers will march it back to the 37-yard line. Again, the mark of young teams, self-inflicted mistakes. Two young teams in action. One of the few seniors on either side is Jadon Riggs. Gets the snap out of the gun. Drops back. Looks on a screen pass for Darrow. Darrow makes the catch. He's already met the ball at the line of scrimmage, the 37-yard line. Adam Edwards on that tackle. Nice, nice play in the open field. So there was really no gain on that play. No gain, no loss. Second and 15 clock runs under nine minutes for the third quarter. 31-point deficit for the Tigers here. One-on-one -on -one coverage right side of the field and 10 yards of space for the wide receiver. That's where Riggs looks. Throws over the middle to Hillsman. And the secondary comes in, making a nice play. Artem Pishok hasn't had his name called a lot tonight. Had it called last week a bunch. Deflects that pass. Clock stops at 844. 37-6 and a third and 15 for the Tigers in their own territory, 37-yard line. Young man made a good reaction, read that play, closed, got right, got there right as the ball arrived. Tigers' lone touchdown came on a fourth down and 21 earlier in the game, third down and 15 here. Tigers' backs against the wall. Maroon's defense looking really good here in the opening. Minutes of the third quarter. Riggs out of the gun, drops back, steps up, has a little bit of a seam in front of him, and he's wrapped up and brought down as that seam closed quickly. In on the sack, Tyson Hines. Nice open field tackle. March that backwards. And Riggs's leg seems to be bothering him again. Riggs rolling around and 
Davey wants to be out there. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the end of the road for Riggs. I would think with more things, to, more games to play down the road, it might be a potential decision the coaching staff would make. He's trooped through it as best he could tonight. Riggs now getting uh, some attention from the trainer and head coach, Curtis Blandon. Both teams on a knee, and uh, Riggs working through it, getting his legs stretched out by the trainer. And we'll hope he's okay. Not sure if we'll see him again this evening. Fourth and 20 when we come back from the injury timeout. Riggs still being worked on down there. Urbana's got the ball in the 37-yard line. Trailing 37-6. Dave, they've got uh, pretty much no choice but to go for this. Well, yes, but then you also, you know, what are you trying to, to accomplish? Um, at, at this point, I don't know if, if that's what I do because then you're, you could be giving up tremendous field position and you've had a hard time stopping them to start this half. And to close the second half as well. That's when Central's offense really began to turn it up. Riggs still being worked on down there at the 32-yard line, but he is communicating with our officials and with the trainer down there. And she is stretching out his leg and trying to afford him an opportunity to uh, walk off the field. By the way, let's meet our officials tonight. Meant to get these to our listeners earlier. Grant Norin is the referee. Ron Tisdale, the umpire. Mike Bell is the head linesman. Clint Howard, the line judge. And Heath Brody, the back judge tonight. Calling a nice game. As Riggs, with a great deal of help, is walking off the field. He is uh, being assisted by Eric Morrow and a teammate. And at his earliest convenience on the sideline, but goes I'm like, down I, to the ground. I'd be highly surprised if he's back in on the next series. I'd be highly surprised if he's back in at all at this point. I, I think you've got to cut your losses. But look at this. His entire team on the sideline coming around to surround him now. And you can tell Jadon Riggs has the respect of this entire locker room, as does his counterpart, George Rouse. These are two leaders, two quarterbacks trying their best to be out there tonight. And we'll see what Urbana does. They'll punt it here on fourth and 20. High snap, and that went nowhere. Not even an opportunity to punt for Luke Pankow before he's wrapped up and brought down at the 19-yard line. And the Maroons' special teams holds and a short field. 19 yards, Maroons will start this in the red zone off to our right. Well, we've talked a lot about the skill players, but the, uh, the central offensive and defensive line have really imposed their will here. I'd say from about the second quarter on. Dawson Caldwell, a player Tim Turner mentioned at practice yesterday, is a leader of this team. An offensive and defensive lineman can get after it on both sides. That unit also has the likes of Everett Wood, who we've talked about. A couple of seniors uh, as well. One senior and uh, well, two seniors get to them in a minute as here's a handoff for Deans. Deans up across. Or pardon me, not Deans, but uh, rather David Riley up across the 10 and down at the 10 for a first down and goal. Johan 
Ogan Hafen and Wesley Collins, the two seniors on that offensive and defensive line unit for the Maroons as a Tiger goes down. After the injury timeout, 7.50 left the third quarter will be first and goal from the nine for the Maroons. Dave, this one was close early. Looks like Champaign Central is going to, I mean, obviously there's still plenty of time left, but the way this one's gone, looks like Champaign Central is going to keep the momentum going and get out of here with a big win, barring a complete change of direction. I, I think Central was able at this point has, has accomplished the task they wanted. As they said, and I keep, keep hammering on this, um, I mean, they're, they're winning the battle up front. They're, they're getting yardage in chunks of 10, 12 yards. Uh, ever since maybe, let's say, after the first quarter, their defensive line has been able to put a lot more pressure on Jadon Riggs to not allow him to operate as they may want. So um, I, I, I think that's probably the most impressive thing I would take out of this, you know, That uh, aside from the skilled players. Mind you, what's at stake? This could be the turning point Champaign Central was looking for. You look at their first four games, a 47-7 loss against Normal West, a 57-6 loss against Normal Community. The Wildcats and Ironmen, two very strong teams in the 6A and 7A classes, respectively. Normal Community could win a state championship in Class 7A this year. The Ironmen really have it rolling. They beat Springfield Lanfear 55-14 in week three and a loss to uh, currently undefeated Centennial 34-7 last week as they helped the injured Tiger off the field, carrying him off the field. Well, it always takes a couple weeks to figure out and make some adjustments as to what, what your team is going to be like as a coach. And then I think you get to this point of the season and now the games get bigger and, you, you as we always like to say, it's the time where we decide, are we contenders or pretenders? And I think Central's trying to set that tone to be in, to be in the hunt to reach their goals. Darion Robinson carried off the field for the Tigers. First and goal from the nine for Champaign Central. Rouse under center. Riley a tight end, Baker behind him. It's Baker that gets the carry, looks for space left, brought down by his shoelaces at the seven-yard line. Lucas Pankow's played a nice game at linebacker. He's in on that play. Lucas Pankow had never played football before this season. That's the case for a lot of these Urbana Tigers. Talk to him on the radio as well, along with Brennan Coleman, who is out for the remainder of the game on Wednesday. Zach Pyatt and I catching up. Uh, Curtis Blandon in that interview as well. It's currently on our website, wdws.com as a podcast. Central joined us last week. Here's uh, Rouse coming out, throwing one away. No, he's not throwing it away. He's throwing it for a touchdown, a high throw that falls right into the lap of David Hasenstab for a touchdown. Hasenstab's a big target, and he does a nice job of keeping it up in the air where he's the only one that can get his hands on it. Dave, I thought that uh, Rouse was just looking to fling that away, and then I looked up, and David Hasenstab was in the corner of the end zone, wide open. He did a Rouse did a great job of keeping his poise because there was a lot of a lot of movement around him and the pocket was closing and he stepped up and threw a nice touchdown. Clifton Williams on for the extra point. Mark Johnson will hold. Williams has not missed a kick tonight. High snap and that kick is good. No jinx. 
44-6 with 6.52 left after a seven-yard pass from Rouse to Hasenstab. So that guy's at the free throw line putting the jinx on him. You see that a lot with field goals. I think Joe Buck got Justin Tucker a year ago, a year or two ago. I don't. So my thing with the jinx is, doesn't matter the sport, like baseball, for instance, no hitter, perfect game. I say completely fair game to mention it as long as the pitcher can't hear you. If the pitcher can hear you, absolutely off limits. Don't bring it up. If you're hanging out in the press box, hanging out in the stands. I guarantee you the pitcher knows whether it's a no hitter oh, or not, whether you right, say it. Right, he knows. Because nobody on the bench is anywhere near him. Yeah, yeah. They want to leave him alone. Maybe if you're an opposing and, player, you bring it up. And, and I think the jinx in the NFL has occurred ever since they moved the PAT line back. Remember, the first year that happened, all they were extra points were going everywhere. Kickers just couldn't figure it out. They've adjusted uh, somewhat since. 44-6 our score. Champaign Central leading Urbana. 6.52 left in the third quarter. Joey Wright, Dave Dutton in the booth with you. Jason Leggett, our producer. Now, he did kick it deep last time, and I'm guessing he will kick it deep again. Clifton Williams kick from the 40-yard line. Is up and over end. Good kick. And Tigers will field this at the 22-yard line. No space at all for... Nazir Johnson. Johnson, they whistle him down uh, with the uh, forward progress given at the 22. I'm not sure, Dave, if they called that forward progress or marked him out of bounds. I think he bounds. stepped out of bounds. It was close. But but uh, Central's doing a job. They're, they're pinning the ball into the corners of the, of the field, too. They're not kicking it straight down the middle. And they do a good job of covering. Forty-four to six. If this score holds, I haven't seen any scores from around the area, but if this score holds, Dave, I think you and I are uh, 0 for 1 in our pick this week in the uh, pages of the News Gazette that ran yesterday, our well, picks for the week. After 15 years, I don't think I couldn't pick Urbana and face half of my friends. Exactly. I, well, I had to go with my alma mater. I usually pick the home team anyways when we do these games. Just I, More on that in a minute. I think those picks ran today, actually, now that I think about it. Yep, Zach tells me they did crazy i should read the paper right <laughs> i should read our own newspaper and a quarterback change here for the tigers nice Hillsman over to sorrell darrow that's a first down and a little more for darrow hillsman tight spiral it was a nice catch in traffic too Kyrie hillsman that's an encouraging sign for tigers fans as good as Jadon riggs has been this season and tonight he is a senior and Kyrie Hillsman's a sophomore. Jadon Riggs certainly wish him the best this season, but uh, the Tigers are going to have to find the next guy pretty soon. I think you're going to, you know, the balance of what you're trying to do is work, give it people an opportunity to win a game and yet work on some things to build your program moving forward. Hillsman sends a tight end left to right. First time we've called the name of Trendon Jones. Hillsman. Drops back, shuffles right, looking for the sideline. He's spun out of bounds for a loss. And there you can see the difference of somebody being a senior versus being a sophomore. I think he saw the rush started coming at him, and he he panicked just a little bit. Spun out of bounds for a loss of five. 
And he'll get that with a quarterback taking uh, some of his first snaps this season. Tigers have played a couple quarterbacks tonight. Game conditions are always different than practice. You get to wear, as a quarterback, you get to wear that red jersey in practice that nobody can touch. Feels pretty, feels pretty good to be invincible. Champaign Central will uh, show a little less respect to a rival, as the Tigers have with George Ross. George Ross, by the way, as we mentioned earlier, a junior for Champaign Central. They've got a lot coming back next year. Early word is the Maroons will be a team to watch in the Big 12 Conference with how many guys they return, and that's all kinds of problematic yeah, for guys, the Tigers. Yeah, guys, misaligned. Guys weren't lined up right. Trips left, and they were all in front of the line of scrimmage. And so that'll mark the Tigers off five yards. But again, as we talk about a learning experience, Absolutely. I'm sure there's. they're trying to do some things with formations to spread guys out. And I think there were some times they weren't in the right formation in the first half, but that's one of the things Jadon Riggs could get people to where they needed to be. Second down and 20. Clock winds past five minutes here in the third quarter. Central 44. Urbana has possession and six points. Pretty good deficit for the Tigers as another flag comes in before the snap. And another false delay start. A game. Delay a game against the Tigers, pardon me. As the clock ticks past 9 o'clock in the central time zone, Tigers way off the first down marker here. Second and a country mile as we go with 4.50 to play. And a wobbly pass intended for Sorrell Darrow from Hillsman. Hillsman put too much under it. Darrow was up across the 40. Line of scrimmage, the 23, and it's incomplete. Clock stops at 4.44. Third down and 24 coming up. My buddy Cody Roskins, uh, Iowa guy, huge fan of the wing T offense, loves to pound the rock, and uh, huge football fan. He he always defines third. They better down. hustle up. They're going to be there. They, they have to call a timeout or bandit does because the clock was running out on them. Play clock was at three, and Hillsman running out onto the field. Tigers take a timeout to prevent a delay of game. Cody would define. He always uh, we always joke about this. He defines blank down and a country mile. If, if you're going to call it a country mile, 23 yards, this is cut off. I don't know where he arrived at that, but uh, it'll be third down and 29. So we, we've reached country mile territory. I think I said, I think we had a third and 20 earlier, and I uh, brought out that phrase then. Te technically, that was incorrect. I'll uh, self-report that infraction. And on the timeout, the clock does stop at 433 for the third quarter. Third and 29 out of the break here. Urbana trailing 44-6. I'd say at this point you're trying to, again, accomplish some things, and you're also trying to get through this without getting anybody else hurt. Yep. Tigers only have some 40 players on the roster. Uh, a warm day in Urbana, not overly hot, but we've seen a number of players hit the field at some point with uh, various injuries. Some have left the game, like Brennan Coleman and 
Jadon Riggs, others uh, have come back into the game. By the way, another Tiger warming up his arm on the sideline. Get to that in a moment as Hillsman rolls out of the pocket on third down and 29, and he's knocked out of bounds at the 26-yard line. So he gains two there. Fourth down and long coming up, and the Tigers, we'll see what the Tigers do. They'll punt it. Lucas Pankow's coming into the game. Dave, this is uh, a point in the game, probably for both teams, where it's uh, less strict. I'm trying to think of how I want to phrase this. It's more scripted, right? You kind of come out with what you want to accomplish, and the situation doesn't matter quite so much. It, it's a good time to put some other people in and see what they can do, see who you can trust in game conditions, give them an opportunity to learn. There's Schwartz, a high snap. He's got to catch up with this. He falls on it. Not Schwartz, pardon me, Pankow, the punter, and he falls on it. And Central will start inside the Urbana 10-yard line at the 8. First and goal. Good start for the Maroons, who lead 44-6, 3.42 left in the first quarter. Dave, how do you manage as a coach? Obviously wanting to put some new guys in, try some new things. But also, especially for Central going down the stretch here, you don't want to put too much on film for other teams to scout if you haven't run it already. A absolutely. But, but at this point of the season... Um, everybody's got a pretty good look at and knows what your bread and butter is and, and what th they think they want to try and take take away or take advantage of. Champion Central, you know what they're going to do. Let's give the ball to Ronald Baker and uh, throw some misdirection at you, some option plays. New quarterback Mark Johnson back into the game and a carry left for his tailback and gaining uh, about three yards on that one. Sam Nicolette on the carry. Nicolette has come into the game here predominantly in the third quarter. Gains two yards there, second and goal from six. Clock winding past 3.15. Three minutes, five seconds for the third quarter. 44-6 our score. Champaign Central leading and in the red zone. Looking for a touchdown that would make this game running clock situation. All sorts of options. David Riley, the ball carrier, up the middle, touchdown. On a six-yard rush, David Riley gets the option and scores 50-6. to six. Central leading with 2.45 to play in the third. Clifton Williams on for the extra point. Maroons always show a different formation, but ultimately get into this formation to kick it. Well, sometimes they've gone for two tonight. Johnson to hold. Williams' kick is good. And he's Kicks have looked good all night. Yeah, he's perfect on his extra points. Now 51-6, Central leading Urbana. And this game will reach running clock territory after the next kickoff. It'll only stop for the quarter break, for touchdowns, and for timeouts. Dave, I look up to uh, my right, I notice the Kona ice truck is in the house. It's uh, got its lights on, green, red, and blue uh, LED there. Do you have a favorite flavor? Uh, they've got a, like, a, it's a, like a, if I remember correctly, it's like a bourbon cherry, pretty good. It's got a little sweetness to it. It's 
No bourbon, just just well, yeah, yeah. I would hope they, I would hope the syrup doesn't have any actual bourbon, just bourbon flavoring. The Kona, I've always said the Kona Ice Truck is going to outlast the sun. That thing is everywhere here in town. You go to uh, any kind of event, Kona Ice is there. Heck, I went to the uh, NFL draft with Bob Osmussen in uh, Kansas City back in April, and there was we got parked and uh, started walking around downtown Kansas City. Kona Ice Truck. right? There. I didn't realize it was a regional or national thing, but it follows you. It follows you everywhere. Yeah, Zach Pyatt says they've got them in Indiana, too. Good night for it. Just, keep, yeah. just keeps following you like a bad penny, huh? That's, Is that right. What? That's right. Pretty good snow cone, though. Here's a kick, and bobbled, and it's loose. Urbana's going to field it at the 25. Flag is down, running backwards to the 15. Not a very good return there for Nazir Johnson. Uh, see what the flag is down at the 40-yard line. As it stands, they'll mark Johnson down at the 16. And the clock does start to run at 2.20. And the officials chatting it up, looking to see what this penalty is all about. Good-looking uniform matchup tonight. Urbana in the black helmets, orange tops, orange pants with uh, navy nice trim. Look. Yeah, got a face mask on Urbana. Marches the Tigers backwards to the eight-yard so, line. Again, at, th at this point, you're trying to teach some things, trying to keep people healthy trying to like I said find find some pieces that can help you down the road and, and prepare people to be successful and and keep guys encouraged find something positive to come out of this let's have a nice drive minute 30 left here in the third quarter clock will run Hillsman the quarterback two wide receivers Sends a tight end up to the line and drops back in the end zone. Shuffles right, looking down the field. Has a seam down the right sideline. He's wrapped up and brought down at the nine. Right about where he started, but he ran about 15 yards to ultimately uh, gain one yard there. He's got a little bit of speed. Yeah, Hillsman, remember, he caught that touchdown pass from Riggs earlier for the uh, – Tigers' lone score so far. That went for 48 yards. His Tigers now trailing 51-6. to 40 seconds left here in the third. Running, running clock. But they got to get a playoff before the... Game clock uh, down to 28. Play clock nope. was down to three. They'll reset the play clock. They're going to let the, the quarters are going to run out. They do charge Urbana with the timeout with 18 seconds left in the frame. 51-6, Tigers trailing the Maroons at home, homecoming for the Tigers. Joey Wright, Dave Dutton in the booth with you. Zach Pyant, the News Gazette's prep sports editor, will have a story on this one in print and online tomorrow. Robin Scholes will have pictures. Matt Daniels and Joe Vizelli working hard back in our newsroom, tracking down stats and scores. Teams all across our area. You can find a live scoreboard updating in real time at newsgazette.com. Plenty more in print and online tomorrow. 
Jason Liggett's our producer back in our Champaign studio just uh, down the hall from our newsroom. Appreciate his help tonight. Jason and I spent uh, many a night here when I was in high school, perched up atop that uh, press box to our left, the main press box for Urbana Public Television. Fortunate to uh, get a lot of good opportunities to, to do that when I was a student at Urbana, graduated in 2018. And good to be back. I know the score is uh, not going to favor Urbana tonight, but still a good crowd on hand for this one. And uh, if you look below us, a lot of them have stuck it out. Some have left, but there's still a good amount of people in the, in the bleachers. I think they're very supportive of what Urban is trying to do. 18 seconds left here in the third quarter. Clock will wind on the snap. Empty backfield for Hillsman. Drops back in the end zone. Winds one up. A high throw to Darrow. Darrow was trying to make a one-handed catch. He couldn't, and that's how the third quarter will end. Clock will run to zeros. 51-6 is Champaign Central's lead. Over Urbana will flip fields, and Urbana will face a fourth down. When we come back, the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week. Hi, my name is Kayla Burbage. I'm a volleyball outside hitter, and my competitive advantage is my power. Businesses across central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media's managed IT for their competitive advantage. Firewall configuration, virus protection, and server management are some of the managed IT solutions Pavlov Media can use to elevate your business. Executives across central Illinois can set up and use managed IT for their business. Head over to pavlovmedia.com B2B to find out more about our managed IT solutions and bring Pavlov Media's managed IT to your business. At Prospect Bank, we have a powerful way to manage your debit cards anytime, anywhere. Select cards within your e-mobile app to turn your card on or off, put lost or stolen cards on lockdown, add your card to the digital wallet, set alerts, add travel plans, and so much more. Visit bankprospect.com forward slash manage cards to learn more about the power in the palm of your hand. We are Prospect Bank, the bank that brings you more opportunities. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Urbana High School. McKinley Field designed for the News Gazette and Line Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week. Champaign Central leads Urbana 51-6. Start of the fourth quarter at McKinley Field. Urbana facing a third and ten. I said going to break it was fourth and ten. I was wrong. Third down and ten for the Tigers from their own eight. Clock will run on the snap and won't stop except for a touchdown. Uh, timeout or the end of the game moving forward here's hillsman out of the gun fire yeah, behind him deep down the field and that pass a little bit uh, behind his intended receiver but he was behind the defense he did break free hillsman just doesn't quite have the arm yet to make that throw streaking down past the uh, 30 past the 40 yard line i believe that was uh, nazir johnson that broke free and got past the defense couple of receivers in there and Urbana will punt it here. Luke Pankow. And this is a big play for Urbana, Dave. Urbana has not had a clean punt tonight. Pankow shanked one snap. earlier. Yeah, a couple of bad snaps have set Pankow behind. The eight ball will do what Luke can do here. Just north of 11 minutes left in the game. Central 51, Urbana 6. High snap for Pankow. Gets, Gets this it off. one off despite the high snap. Baker will field it at the 28-yard line. Number 28 bounces it out to the right side. Baker past the five 
looking for the pylon, but he's out of bounds, well shy. And a good return for Ronald Baker, puts Central at the two-yard line. Off to our left, a right-to-left drive will start with Central just two yards shy of the end zone, looking to go ahead by 50 points. Champagne Central removing all doubt. We'll see what they do here. Running back, I'm going to guess, well, be, I'm going to guess because he's uh, lining up in the backfield is Sam Nicolette, who has come in in the second half and gotten a number of carries. Ronald Baker, the third's back in the backfield with him. And Mark Johnson, the quarterback, keeps it himself. Sneak up the middle. He's in for a two-yard touchdown. Champagne Central goes ahead 57-6 to with an extra point to come. And they wind the clock. Officials will stop it, I'm sure. It stops at 9.51. And we'll see if Clifton Williams can knock in another extra point. He hasn't missed one yet. Central's gone for two a couple times, but outside of that, Williams has been money. Saw him make a field goal from 35 yards at practice yesterday that would have been good from 45 yards or more. And Williams' kick is up and good. Stops yeah, I, the clock at 9.51. I, I agree that he could. It, it would be interesting to see them try a field goal and see just exactly what his range is when you get in one of those tight games that you need a, a, a field goal to win late. I was thinking the same thing, and I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Central uh, eases up, maybe tries to, not tries to stall out a drive, that's never the aim, but maybe if uh, they can get the ball back and call off the dogs at about the 30-yard line, 25-yard line, maybe see what Clifton's got. Dave, it's, uh, it, we're 58-6 to six with 9.45 left to play, probably past the point where you say this game would be different if not for a few plays. I mean, that's a cle I don't like that cliche. I, I think you can never I, really say that. But I, I think that drive going in, if they could have scored in that drive in the first half, you know, there was a potential to make it a one-score game going into halftime. And then the, the, the touchdown in, what, the final eight seconds, to that, I mean, that was the turning point to, to set the tone. It seems like we, Urbana just – wasn't able to recover after that. That was a, it was a back-breaking 80-yard touchdown with eight seconds left. I, I absolutely agree. That would be the play of the game if we could name one. David Riley finding the end zone. Clifton Williams getting set to kick it off here with the Maroons ahead 58-6. to I'd be interested to see what this uh, game would have looked like if Jaden Riggs, Jadon Riggs, pardon me, had played at full health. Good kick is bobbled by Urbana at the 25. And return to the 27. Well, they were, you know, they'd stopped him on the first series. They were driving with the ball and had the fumble. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, again, young teams, self-inflicted mistakes. There's enough things that can go wrong without hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's something you, you've got to correct and eliminate. But as you've said, a lot of people on these teams have never played football before. They're, you know, it's... It's a tough physical game. No two ways about it. It's hard to rebuild. Centennial's done a great job of uh, doing that. They were 0-9 in 2019, and 
They've uh, started this season 4-0, and beat Central last week. And that building doesn't take place, you know, there's a limited amount as to how much better you get from August to November. Mm-hmm. The, the building takes place in the off season, in the weight room and the running and, and all the things that you do, the, the summer camps, when you can install and really work on some things. So, so even though as they've gotten people out, which is great, now the key for Urbana is going to be can we keep people out and can we keep them working all year long? You know, hopefully you get a little taste of, you know, a, a taste of success along with a little taste of, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to feel that way again. Get a little chip on your shoulder as a motivator. 7.20 left and a short pass to Sorrell Darrow incomplete. What Urbana is trying to do, uh, a win this season would put them well ahead of schedule. Just looking to get through the season, compete in a couple of games, but by and large play all nine games and Curtis Bland and what he and his coaching staff are doing. They're, they're not only trying to rebuild a program that missed the last two seasons, hasn't fielded a full team since 2019. They're trying to make football at Urbana High School cool again. Urbana in the years prior to uh, going down for the count and, and missing the varsity seasons, uh, that's a program that hadn't won a lot in the last decade or so prior. Great 2012 season. but C- Cameron uh, Mammon and that yeah, bunch. Absolute. Uh, it, Arguably the best team in program history, right? Cam Ammon, by the way, now an assistant coach at Monticello for Cully Welter. But Urbana's trying to build something that hasn't been a winner since that team, and it doesn't come easily as Darrow gets the carry up the middle. And uh, he's brought down shy of the 35-yard line. It seems to be off to a good start for the Tigers, score notwithstanding. And all that Urbana talk is not to take anything away from what Champaign Central has done tonight. Champaign Central staying the course. Pounding the rock. Uh, it didn't come easily early, but once the floodgates opened, Central didn't let up. As we go under six minutes to play here for the fourth. And Urbana has a great tradition of football from Warren Smith, John Gramer, back in the 60s and the 70s, 80s, uh, Wayne Mammon, and Steve Waller had some good teams. Steve Waller, a former coach of the uh, Tigers, now Urbana's athletic director. Central student section and uh, fans have not left yet. They are out of numbers tonight across from us at Urbana High School. As we look out across from us, too, looking at that new band room addition off to the right of the visiting side bleachers as we look at it. The band room now juts out a little bit. uh, It's just the same brick facade as the rest of the building, but gives the band a little more space, and uh, the Tiger Marching Band doing a nice job out here tonight as well. Under five minutes to play here in the fourth quarter. Champaign Central has this one wrapped up, 58-6. Dave, this is exactly what Tim Turner and the Maroons wanted. Trying to jumpstart a playoff push, needing to win four of their last five games, including this one, and they're going to win this one handily. Looking at what the Maroons have on deck, they're at Peoria Notre Dame next week, then two home games against Danville and Bloomington and at Ridgewoods to close the season. Lucas Pankow will punt it here on fourth down. Rolling backward, and the line of scrimmage was the 33. That ball is downed at 33. So a zero-yard net punt from Pankow. 
Pankow, one of a couple of seniors on this Urbana roster. Comes from a soccer family. His sister Alyssa played soccer at Urbana High School. Dave, we might see Central here is going to start this drive at the 33. If they call it conservatively, we might see a Clifton-Williams field goal attempt. They've got some other people in, which which is good. Guys show up to practice every day on the scout team, helping the, the starters get ready. Mark Johnson's the quarterback. Nicolette is his tailback. Maroon's taking plenty of time here. And they will snap it with 3.12 left. And a carry up the middle looking for any space. Here's a nice stop by the Tigers. That carry didn't go to Sam Nicolette. Instead, it went to Artem Pishuk, who we called plenty last week. It's been relatively quiet tonight. Second and ten. You're right, Dave. A good stop for Urbana. Two young teams going at it tonight. Champaign Central leading 58-6, to 2.35 left in, I, the, in the fourth. I think Coach Turner's got to be pleased with the way they could run the ball. Mm -hmm. and, and as we'd said, um, he, is he, he had told us that George Rouse was his leader, and it was very clear when George wasn't in the game, it's just the, the way at which the deception and things and the handoffs for the wing tee were just a little out of timing. Rouse playing injured for much of the first quarter proved too. Very but, gutsy. Uh, yeah, even, Showed a lot of grit. Yeah, a tremendous performance from Rouse. Didn't throw a lot after he got dinged up uh, late in the first quarter, but stayed in the game to hand it off. And even though he was hobbled a little bit, Mark Johnson came in. Mark Johnson's in the game now, but Mark Johnson came in, did a good job leading the offense in Rouse's absence before he came back. And but he did get a couple of touchdown passes after he was after he was hurt. He did, including the back-breaking 80-yarder that ended the first half. So I, I think Central has a lot of positive things to take away from this game. I think, too, the way they shut down uh, Urbana's, Urbana's offense made some plays in the first half. As Urbana's defense uh, jumps offside, they don't call it, and Williams a handoff. There goes Nicolette. Nicolette. Nicolette Pyle pushes him forward. He might have a first down when it's all said and done. That might take our chance for a field goal off the table as the clock is down to 70 seconds. They do move the chains. Nicoletta They're going to victory effort. formation now for the last minute. I would think. Good opportunity for Mark Johnson to kneel this one. But when Urbana's offense was moving the ball, Dave, Central's defense was there to answer the call, forcing fumbles, forcing fourth down stops. They certainly turned up the pressure in the defensive line. They answered after a couple of series as Urbana was moving the ball and, and Jaden Riggs was able to do to make things happen, they stepped up and definitely turned up the pressure on Jaden Riggs and, and the offensive line of Urbana. 58-6, 30 seconds left. This should be the last play. Mark Johnson will kneel it, and that's it. Central's going to win this one 58-6. They spoil Urbana's homecoming. With a big win, both teams march off the field. They'll shake hands. And Central will improve to 2-3, and three. Urbana 0-5. It's a big win for Central as they keep hope alive for a playoff push. They don't need to go undefeated to have a chance at the playoffs. They just need to win now three of their last four.
Although if they do finish the season undefeated, that would put them at six and three and lock them into the playoffs. That would obviously be ideal. But nevertheless, Central yeah, comes get, out, takes care of business. Get some momentum heading into the playoffs would be great. It's, it, there's a lot of good things. There's better days ahead for both of these teams. Absolutely, and we talked about it earlier. Urbana trying to rebuild. I think they'll improve as the years go along. I think Champaign Central uh, could be a dark horse in the Big 12 Conference next year with how many juniors they have, how many juniors in key positions they have. George Rouse, Ronald Baker, David Hosenstab, Dawson Caldwell. A lot of Maroons coming back next year. And it's maybe too, it is too early to start talking about next year because they've got some business left to take care of this year here in 2023. Post-game handshake goes according to plan. Both teams going to huddle up and break this one down. We'll sneak in the first of two more breaks we have and break this one down when we come back. Champaign Central, 58, Urbana 6. This is the Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week. Want to know what's happening with your money the moment it occurs? Use Prospect Bank to experience the ease and convenience of e-mobile banking. Never miss a bill with scheduled monthly payments. Send, request, or split your money with friends and family easily using Zelle. Receive monthly statements electronically. Digital Wallet is a smart, secure, and easy way to make payments. What do you get by utilizing state-of-the-art banking services? Endless opportunities. We are Prospect Bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hi, my name is Isaiah Williams. I am a football wide receiver, and my competitive advantage is my speed. Businesses across central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media phones for their competitive advantage. Pavlov Media VoIP phones provide an elite class of communication systems you can use to elevate your business. Businesses anywhere in the United States can set up and use VoIP phones. Head over to pavlovmedia.com B2B to find out more. Welcome back to Urbana High School, McKinley Field. The site for this one, a battle of two teams that call McKinley Field home. Champaign Central starting to work in some home games at McKinley Field. Uh, they played Wheaton St. Francis their last season. I know there's talk of hosting Danville there in Week 7. We'll see the Maroons in Week 7 against Danville on Light Rock 97.5. That's a Saturday contest because Illinois football is at home the prior night against Nebraska. You'll hear that on Light Rock 97.5 as well. Joey Wright and Dave Dutton in to uh, break this one down. One more commercial break to sneak in. But first, Dave, your thoughts on this one? Close early on, first quarter. First half really was uh, decently close. Champaign Central in the second half, not leaving anything to chance. I, I think the running game was the, was the difference and control of the line of scrimmage. Um, I think Urbana wore down a little bit, and, and – um, Coach Turner's team was able, as, as he said, you know, he, they wanted to impose their will and, and control everything down in the trenches. And I think after a first, the first couple of early series, um, they settled down and got that done. They absolutely did. Champaign Central, pardon me, improving to 2-3 and three with this win. Urbana falls to 0-5. Oh Urbana eliminated from playoff contention. Champaign Central next week at Peoria and Notre Dame. And Urbana... Next week, they will play normal U-High, Central State 8 foe. That's the Big 12's uh, schedule this year. Each Big 12 team, most Big 12 teams anyways, playing a Central State 8 opponent in the Pioneers. And the Tigers will go at it 
next week. I believe, Dave, and I don't want to uh, spread any misinformation out there, but I believe Central's game at Peoria Notre Dame next week is at Dozer Park, home of the Peoria Chiefs. The uh, Irish play a game there every year. I believe the Irish are playing two games there this year. I think there are week nine games also at Dozer Park. I'll have to double check on that. But uh, if indeed that's the case, just speculating. But that'll be pretty cool for the Maroons to go play on the uh, the old ball field next week after the Chiefs season concludes. Yeah, that, that would be an interesting thing. Again, I think they've got their goals in mind, and they've got a, a purpose for what they're wanting to get done. Um, you know, the, another difference in this game, as I said, how many times there were fumbles, penalties, self-inflicted uh, drive stoppers by Urbana. It, Central didn't do a lot of that. You know, Central Central took care of the ball. I think I don't even know that they had more than maybe maybe two or three penalties the entire game. So, um, you know, again, those are correctable things for Urbana. I think, in a, as I've said all along, young teams have to have to grow and mature and learn to to make fewer mistakes, and that that's part of the process that Urbana's in. It's exciting to see the communities behind it. I think the person in charge is. I, I think both teams have good coaches in charge that have. The focus of what they're trying to do, yes, they want to win football games, but more importantly, they want to develop young men into quality people. Absolutely, and character building, such an important thing for both of these teams. Champaign Central preparing to get the uh, Wright Street Trophy. They've already gotten the Wright Street Trophy. They're taking some pictures with it on the field. But Tim Turner, I know he stresses uh, they do a lot of team-building exercises, character-building exercise at uh, practice different games and stuff they play. And Curtis Bland in a, a good, steady presence. Exactly the right man for the job at Urbana High School after the Tigers have had uh, some coaching turnover in seasons past. Curtis Bland and the former Danville High standout coming in. and It's not going to happen overnight, but steadying the ship and getting some, uh, some pillars put up here in this Urbana High School program. you got to set some small goals that, that they can attain in, in the process of getting them to where they want to be. And now hopefully... Both Jadon Riggs and George Rouse will be good to go next week because uh, they are both keys to making their teams go. Both played as hard as they could tonight. Jadon had to leave the game in the second half because of uh, some injuries. George Rouse was able to keep going. George ultimately left the game in the uh, second half, not because of injuries, we presume, but because his side was well ahead and Central picks up a 58-6 win over Sneak in our last commercial break, and then we'll come back to send you on your way on a beautiful Friday night in central Illinois and return to our regular programming on Light Rock 97.5. Stick around. We're back to land the plane when we come back. Hi, my name is Isaiah Williams, and I am a football wide receiver, and my competitive advantage is my speed. Businesses across central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media's managed IT for their competitive advantage. Firewall configuration, virus protection, and server management are some of the managed IT solutions Pavlov Media can use to elevate your business. Executives across central Illinois can set up and use managed IT for their business. Head over to pavlovmedia.com b2b to find out more. At Prospect Bank, we have a powerful way to manage your debit cards anytime, anywhere. Select cards within your e-mobile app to turn your card on or off, put lost or stolen cards on lockdown, Add your card to the digital wallet, set alerts, add travel plans, and so much more. Visit bankprospect.com forward slash manage cards to learn more about the power in the palm of your hand. We are Prospect Bank, the bank that brings you more opportunities. Member FDIC.
it's quite the, uh, it's, it's a well-oiled machine. Welcome back to Urbana High School's McKinley Field. This is the Light Rock 97.5, a News Gazette High School football game of the week. Joey Wright and guest analyst Dave Dutton in with you to close the book on a 58-6 win for Champaign Central over host Urbana. And, uh, Dave, we've got Jason Liggett back in our Champaign studio, our producer, doing a great job. Zach Pyatt was with us at halftime. The News Gazette's prep sports editor will have words and reactions from players and coaches in print and online tomorrow online at newsgazette.com and in the pages of the News Gazette. Matt Daniels and Joe Vizelli are hard at work right now in our newsroom tracking down scores and stats, recaps from so many area games in tomorrow's paper. A lot of good ones tonight when you look around the area. And, uh, of course, Ed Bond helping us out, too, with uh, equipment and making sure we're good to go, uh, have the right tools to do the job. I haven't looked at any scores, actually, tonight. I would be curious. Steve Waller, Urbana's athletic director, is uh, down on the field right now. His son Braxton plays for St. Joseph Ogden, and Steve gets a chance to go to most of Braxton's games. I think there's only one or two he has to miss this season, one of them tonight. Uh, St. Joseph Ogden testing their undefeated 4-0 record against Carterville. I think we, I picked St. Joseph Ogden in that one. I don't know what direction you win as our guest picker. Absolutely. Uh, it's exciting. Again, a lot of good teams in the area. Um, St. Joe, Unity's always obviously solid. Uh, Bismarck, Salt Fork, Westville's making a nice comeback, has, be- has beaten both those teams. Um, Muhammad Seymour's rolling along after a first-week loss. So, as we said, it's the time of year where we start to, as we say, we start to uh, separate, you know, the wheat from the chaff is who's got, who's got the things that can make those runs. And, and part of it is, you know, is what you've got talent-wise. The other part is how do your matchups set up for your playoff run, and do you stay away from injuries? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a you know it's it's a it's a hard as I said it's a hard physical game, and uh, you know you want to keep improving and you want to keep everybody healthy. Steve Waller, call- gotcha. Steve Waller calling down to us from the track. Uh, he's telling us to make sure we shut the windows here as we leave the press box. So we'll make sure to do that, but uh, appreciate his help and hospitality. Always like coming. This is actually, I think, since I graduated, this is only the second game I've been back to. I uh, saw Urbana play Richwoods in 2019, and uh, always good to come back when, whenever I get the chance. Well, it's uh, the first game I've been back to since I graduated, finally, after <laughs> 35 years of work. Yeah, and 15 at Urbana High School, right, as a stats teacher uh, and math teacher overall. So appreciate you coming back to join us tonight. This has been a lot of fun. It's been a good time. I I, I, I would lie if I didn't say I was apprehensive when you first asked me, but then I thought, what the heck, and yeah. uh, you made me look good and, and made it really easy, and, and it's always enjoyable and, and seeing you, you know, despite – my inability kids still turn <laughs> off turn out pretty good as i said so. we, we talked about this a lot i uh i was never very good at math picked up geometry okay stats i i like algebra not so much at all great math teachers at urbana high school didn't have one i, I didn't like but i validated my poor math grades by uh hopefully being pretty good at english and history and some of those other subjects so just just can't think with the numbers but uh Appreciate your help tonight, Urbana, 58-6 win. Dave, one more thing before we sign off. Player of the game, don't want to put you on the spot, but I'll do it. A couple of players to choose from. Certainly, I mean, the quarterbacks on both sides being gutsy, playing through some injuries. I mean, again, and I keep going back to you. I'm a guy that, I mean, the offensive and defense, probably the defensive line play of Central, who finally started putting pressure, just changed the tide of the game. And, and the offensive line making the holes for those running back because, you know, once once um, 
Rouse got, you know, George got nicked up. It certainly limited them a little bit. But, you know, again, that's another thing, as you said. The other side knew what they wanted to do, and yet they still couldn't stop them. So that shows, you know, just the attention to detail and the and where that program is moving toward. Our plan for this week's episode of Prep Football Confidential, an ode to the offensive line. We'll name our uh, Week 5 U of I Army ROTC Offensive Line of the Week. Champaign Central stack up pretty good, I think. When we I think they would have a good shot at it. Very to, impressive uh, tonight. When we look to award that. So stay tuned. That'll be on Wednesday night. We'll award that on Prep Football Confidential. 6 o'clock on News Talk 1400 WDWS. We'll send you on your way from there. A 58-6 winner for Champaign Central here at McKinley Field tonight. Joey Wright and Dave Dutton in the booth with you, Dave. Really appreciate you stopping by to join us. Hopefully we get a chance to do this again sometime. This was fun. My pleasure. Anytime, Joey. We'll uh, look forward to, to hopefully that. Mount Zion and Muhammad Seymour, a school you know well uh, as well, in action next week on Light Rock 97.5. 7 o'clock kickoff. We'll look forward to bringing that to you from Frank Dutton Field over there at uh, Mohammed Seymour High School. Jason Leggett, our producer. Matt Daniels, Joe Vizelli back in the News Gazette newsroom. For everyone here at Light Rock 97.5 of the News Gazette, I'm Joey Wright, Champaign Central. Beats Urbana tonight, 58-6. We will send you on your way. Have a great weekend. Join us tomorrow for Illinois football and catch us next week as Mohammed Seymour hosts Mount Zion. Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School football game of the week. Thanks for listening. The Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week has been powered by Pavlov Media. Sign up today for Light Up Your Life Fiber Internet at pavlovmedia.com. It's also brought to you by Prospect Bank. A podcast of tonight's game will soon be available at our website, newsgazette.com and whms.com. Your home for high school football and the Illini is Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana, a Champaign Multimedia Group Station.